Episode 13, The Difference One Week Can Make in Your Marriage. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we're going to be talking tonight. Um, we've had a lot of emails and questions over the last couple of months on our 60 days of sex and sort of where we went with that and how that developed. And, you know, a lot of questions from couples who have been intrigued by the idea, by not, but not really sure how they would make it work in their own marriage. And so we're going to be talking to some extent about that tonight and some of the other things that we've done that it came out of that 60 days of sex that anyone can try. That's right. And have a direct today impact on their marriage. But before we get to that, we're going to get you caught up on our week like we always do. Um, oh boy, what a week. <laughs> where do you want to start, Tony? Um, should we start about the huge discussion we just had in the kitchen? Yeah, the one that was we all can go about backwards. 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Was it that long? I And it lasted about 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know. Well, With me doing all the talking and you just nodding your head and not saying anything to me? I, I was taking it all in. I mean... I, I viewed it as you shutting down and not wanting to talk. Well, it was really kind of one of those things where... Little history. <laughs> so, so you know what we're talking about. Um, the last few days I've been little uptight not a little i've been uptight you have been and tense and neglectful of the kids and of tony and it kind of came to a head tonight with um abby she and i were going rounds and tony stepped in to intervene and um after i finally he calmed her down and then i put her to bed um and i just get tired of having to do that right right and part of it and I don't know that you're as conscious of this about the same age with Alex, you two were having issues um, with these kind of things where I would, you know, and I, so I don't know if it's a gender thing with the kids, Um, but Tony called me on it and he just said, you know what, you, you're not, you're not engaging with us lately. The last few days you've been, you know, distant. You've purposely taken yourself out of situations where we were doing stuff as a family and he's right. I didn't have much to say in the way of conversation um, as he was telling me this. I was just well, really... Well, let's give an example. Ye- yesterday, we it was a beautiful day here in San Diego. So I went for my morning bike ride and I thought, hey, you know what? It is so gorgeous outside. And I had ridden down the coast. I wanted to take the kids out and you to the beach. Mm-hmm. I had already told Abby that, you know, we'd go to the park, but it was such a gorgeous day. I figured, let's go to the beach. And so... It is absolutely, it had to be 75 or 80. It wasn't that warm. Okay, 75. Maybe 75 All right, well, it was, yeah, at the beach. Here at home, it was probably 80. So we get to the beach, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. It's it's low tide, and the beach we go to is uh, Fletcher Cove out in Solana Beach, and it's just this big, great sandy beach, and the the, uh, width of it is, is very shallow, so you can go out very far and only be up to your waist maybe your knees but because of low tide the waves were just sort of everywhere and we get there and the kids just want to get in the water and they're excited and the water's really cold for this time of year I mean we're at the end of March so the water's cold so I end up getting in there with the kids 
and Alex being the older one, he's, he really wants to just get out there and he, he, and he keeps pushing forward and, and I have Abby behind me or beside me and I'm trying to hold her hand and the waves are crashing and everything's going on. And at one point I, I say to you, I'm like, Hey Lisa, and I just point to you because I'm pretty far out at that point and I'm just like, you need to get in the water with me. Right. And I, I walked to the water's edge because... Complaining. I, complaining because I was you, freezing. You, uh, well, I was I freezing. That. I mean, that was, you know, and, and that was where a lot of Tony's frustration came in because I was complaining that I was cold. Well, and, and what you don't understand is that I was cold too. You know, it's not like I'm sitting here having a heyday in the water. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like it's, it's just this jolly old happy time. It was cold for me as well. And I just needed assistance because I was pretty stressed out because I'm watching Alex get hit by the waves. He's trying to go under. He's trying to body surf. And there I have little Abby just sort of walking around and she's doing her thing. And it it was just a stressful moment. And all I took out of it was I'm cold. So I'm going to just sit here and complain and not help out. And it was just very frustrating to me. Well, I only complained when you called me to come in the water. I wasn't complaining the rest of the time. No, but you had this this look on your face. You're, you're all upset and you're just sort of like <sighs> and huffing and puffing. And it, it, it shows. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't say anything, it shows. And, and it's just very discouraging. And that was fair. And so, you know, a half hour ago when he calls me on this, um, I, I didn't have a lot to say. Uh, I've been sensing this and actually when I was having my issues with Abby earlier tonight, I went to my knees in prayer um, because I am feeling a disconnect. I am feeling that things are not the way they're supposed to be. And so when Tony's, you know, sharing his feelings and his frustrations with me, there's really nothing that I can say because he's spot on. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not me shutting down. And I even told you, I said, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And, you know, anything. Well, it'd be nice if you would tell me this sort of stuff so I could be praying for you, too. That's probably true. Y- you know, it, it's one of those things I cannot read your mind. And I don't know if there is something happening unless you tell me. Right. And and, and the power of prayer is allowing me the opportunity to pray for you, Mm -hmm. but I can't pray for you other than my normal Lord, watch over my wife, protector prayer, unless you really tell me what's affecting you or where you are. I mean, kudos to you for just getting on your knees and praying though. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, the God, God will deliver. Well, and that's, that's where I am right now. And that's what I was doing when you came out of her room and were looking for me that I was on my knees mm-hmm. because I felt it. And so that's why, you know, your conversation with me was almost like that immediate, you know, when I was telling God, I'm like, I need your help. Mm-hmm. I, I need, I need to start figuring this out. And no joke. An hour later, you're saying, here's what you're doing. Here's what this looks like and how it's impacting our family. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes it is having somebody get up in your face. I mean, I do it in love, obviously. You, no, and I don't take it maliciously. I, I, that's not your nature. Right. And it's never been your nature with me. 
but it, you know, I mean, it's kind of that, you know, smacking into a billboard type of thing where it's like, okay, you know, I've been feeling this way. Now Tony is telling me that it's not just, you know, it's not just in my head. This is really what he's seeing in the family and this is what's going on. And so that's what I'm working on right now. Amen. And now I can pray for you. Now you can pray for me. Thank you. So that was, that was, that was sort of the low point. We had some really good points though, too, on Saturday. We had a wonderful day on Saturday. We took all of our, a very good friend of ours, uh, Lisa, took all of our professional photos for the book and all of our promotional material that will be coming out here soon. And then we were able to, if you've gone on the One Extraordinary Marriage site, you probably, hopefully, have seen our first Marriage Minute Monday. And we did that down in... <laughs> Lisa's playing some music. No, I was actually just going to... Lisa's website oh, and okay. I didn't realize she had music on her website <laughs> and I didn't realize I had my mute button not engaged. So after taking pictures, we were able to do uh, some video there and that's uh, if you get, get to the website, you'll see our first marriage minute Monday uh, with Elisa explaining it and you can sign up for that. Um, Those that, are going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, they um, are. We recorded and we started recording them this weekend and it was fun for us. I think just to realize, you know, what can, what can we accomplish in a minute? Mm-hmm. First a of lot. all, a minute's a long time to talk. There's uh, a lot we, when, we've been able to do. When we started, you know, brainstorming list of ideas and things that we wanted to talk about. And um, it went much better than the 32 takes it took us to record the original marriage minute intro. Yeah. Um, and so we just, we had a lot of fun with it. We were down in uh, La Jolla Cove. And, you know, so when you start to see those, don't be surprised when you see people walking behind us or if our eyes dart one way or another, it's probably because there's a seagull or some kid that's getting ready to walk right in front of the camera. So uh, it was fun. It was fun. And, you know, we followed that up. We had hired the sitter to um, be with the kids all the way up until they were in bed. So we got dinner and dessert out of it. And um, fantastic dinner. Oh, my gosh. The dinner was so great. It was uh, Baron Bull. Yeah, bull and bear, or bear and bull, one of the two. At um, it was just a bar and grill, and man, the I had a burger, just oh, extraordinary. Elisa ordered like some wonton chips, but the sauce was just oh, so. What was it like a sweet pepper sauce? It was a, oh, oh so, good. so good. And then we got uh, a big old fat plate of fries. What did you end up getting? Like the chicken wrap? They had a chipotle chicken wrap. And then with the fries that you remember, they brought the uh, the homemade ranch dressing too. Yes. Oh, that was so good. And I have to. It was just. It was one of those places. And then we, the beer was the beer was really good too. <laughs> it, was it was so just, good. And then the patio was awesome because we just got to look out and see the Pacific Ocean. Oh, I loved it. Can you tell he liked it? He's not even let me get a word in edgewise. I'm sorry. Yeah, loved it's it. the Bull and Bear Bar and Grill dot com is their website. And, uh, and if I'm right, the website's under construction, so it could be. But it's if you're in La Jolla um, or you can get to La Jolla for a date night, I strongly recommend it. Our uh, server, just a really laid back, fun guy. The food, fantastic. I mean, we pretty much had the, there was like one or two other people, couples well, on they're the moving. patio. I remember they're moving from their other location yeah. to this bigger location. They'd been in 800 square feet and they're moving to what, 4,500 square feet? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I was just eating and enjoying myself. Just a great rooftop patio to watch the sunset and have a fantastic meal. And uh, get home after the kids are in bed. Yep. There you go. So that was Saturday. Anything else? Uh, That's pretty much been our week. Last week. 
So we, uh, before we get started talking about a week that can change your marriage, we did a bonus podcast this week. We finally saw the movie Fireproof, and we had a listener call in with his response, and we're so excited to um, hear from Ron. He and his wife, Barbara, have started a website called hopeexchange.com, and they, uh, they're doing amazing things. They have started this website to help couples who are dealing with issues of infertility and adoption. And the, these are struggles that they've had uh, in their own marriage, and they are just sharing hope now with other couples that are going through the same thing. So we want you to hear from, uh, from what Ron had to say after we posted on Fireproof. Hey, Tony and Elisa, this is Ron in Fort Collins, Colorado, calling to uh, chime in on the love there. I enjoyed your podcast on the movie Fireproof today, and um, Barbara and I both love that movie. After we saw it, I ran out, picked up a copy of the love there, and started to do it. And so I thought I would pass along some thoughts for anybody considering it. First one is that um, if you are considering it, just go out and get a copy of the book and start doing it. In other words, don't tell your spouse what you're doing. Don't tell them, hey, I'm going to do the love dare. Um, just start doing it. The real point of the book is to practice um, selfless love towards your spouse and not expect anything in return and um, really to learn to just put their needs above your own. And so along with that, I would suggest not even doing it as a devotional with your spouse um, because you may miss on some of that value of just practicing love for them without expecting something in return or without knowing that you're going to get something in return as well. So it's really valuable that way. The other thing I want to mention is that it is a little bit of a marathon. And so, um, you know, maybe tell a friend if you are going to do the love dare, tell them what you're doing so that they can encourage you and kind of be your cheerleader. Um, I am sad to say I didn't make it all the way through. And um, I was thinking about that and thought, you know, if I had just told somebody that I was doing this and they would have encouraged me, I bet I would have gotten farther with it. So um, anyway, those are my thoughts. Barbara and I are big fans of One Extraordinary Marriage and love your podcast. So keep it up. Thanks, guys. Bye. Ron, thank you for your encouraging words. And so we're going to talk tonight about the one week that can change your marriage. And, you know, we had a lot in episode one, we talked about our 60 days of sex and how that had such a profound impact on our marriage, on our sex life, on intimacy in our marriage. But we've had a lot of couples say there is no way, no way that we could do what you guys did. Right. And you know what? I'm, we have yet to find anybody else who has other than the two couples that we listened to prior. Right. And quite honestly, I don't know if we could do 60 days again. I think we could. I think we would be more mentally ready. Well, and that's a huge component of it. Yes. Is the mental. And as we were um, preparing for the marriage conference that we spoke at last summer, we knew that we were going to be speaking on this topic. And so we said... Um, we're not going to do the 60 days again. What can we do to just sort of get us back in the spirit of that, of that time? And I think you, Tony, were the one that suggested. Yeah, that let's do, let's go for, we, we had known from doing our 60 days of sex that we had gone nine days straight. So what I wanted to do was go, okay, let's go from, I think it was Monday or Sunday of the week prior and go seven days. So it was a Sunday to Sunday. The, the retreat ended on a Sunday. The Saturday? Saturday. Well, Sunday. I think we were speaking on Saturday. So I think we wanted it to... End on Saturday? I, it ended Friday or Saturday. Somewhere right. around there. Seven days. 
It was seven days. It was seven days. And this is, you know, for those of you couples that have said, you know what, what can we do? How can we try this in our own marriage? I think, Tony, did you get an email from somebody that, or a, yes. a comment? I did. Hold on. Let me find it here. Oh, sorry. I thought you had it up. Okay. Yes. Um, I got a, one here from an anonymous emailer and he says, my wife and I, or my wife wants us to take up a challenge similar to what you guys did, but shorter, like maybe a month. I'm reluctant right now because work is so busy and I'm fatigued from lack of sleep during much of the week. We actually tried it once and made it all of four days. Any advice? First of all, I commend you for making it four days. Heck yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like your work is pretty busy and being fatigued and trying to do this is a lot of work. And I think it's important that you realize that if you are in a situation where you have all of these stressors, if work is demanding a lot of your time, that undertaking this challenge right now is probably not, it, the timing is probably off. Because I think... I think there, you know, if we were going to do it again, we'd probably plan it. Not that you can always plan what life's going to bring you, but we have tried to look at it saying, okay, mm -hmm. you know what, what's going on? And, you know, when you were writing, doing yes. your double centuries, we didn't do it around yeah. a double century. Um, if anybody was going to be traveling, if yeah. there was just, you know, if it, Tony's job isn't really such that we have to worry about it being stressful or him having to work extremely long hours. Um, and so that's a component that we don't have in our marriage, in yeah. our marriage. Um, at but you definitely want to look at the timing. My advice would be pick up your calendar, find a week where, you know, both of you are going to be around you in both spouses too, be, depending on work. Do you have a, a low point, a lull where you can, where you can really engage each other and not be so stressed with the work because that will that will derail you really quick. And, and that's that's where I was going with it. I mean, the reality is is that you can't always plan life. I mean, if you have children, um, inevitably you will try and do this, and somebody will wake up in the middle of the night, or oh, yeah. somebody will get sick, or you know, it's kids. Anything can happen with them. But this one week, this commitment to each other to say, you know what, for seven days. We are going to be intimate and we're not going to let those hiccups derail us. We're going to say, you know what, from April 1st to April 7th, do you and me, babe. And we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, maybe it's a quickie at lunch. Maybe if you can make it home for lunch, you can both make it home for lunch and, you know, you're doing a quickie at lunch or you wake up early and you have morning sacks or, you know, it's late night and you set the candles and you, um, dim, you know, candles, dim lights, whatever your bedroom affords you, maybe a little aromatherapy, whatever your favorite scents are, you get out the lingerie, you know, you can do so many different things in seven days, yep. in seven days so that you've got variety. You know, we're not suggesting that you just, um, assume the same position and, you know, same bat time, same bat place for seven nights because the idea is to reconnect with your spouse. I will have to say this for you guys. You are going to be fatigued. There's no doubt about it. There's no way around it. There is going to come a point when you are going to be fatigued and it is going to be hard to orgasm unless you're Superman. And 
by all means, if you are, amen to you, brother. But I'll tell you from my experience, even from the seven days, there came a point where it was tough to orgasm. So in my mind, I and I had to talk freely with Elisa to let her know, I think it was once or twice where I was just like, I cannot. There is nothing left in my body to push out. So Well, I think that happened during the 60 days. I don't think... I, I know no, that you it were. Happened. Did it, it happen happened. towards the end of the seven? Too? It happened towards the end of the okay. seven as well, because I remember just sitting there. So, just be aware of that and be open with your spouse about that. Don't take it personally. I, I would say don't look at it as like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not fulfilling my end of the bargain. You are by by being intimate with your spouse for these seven days. You are upholding your side of the challenge. Um, and I'm just giving you guys just a heads up because it is tough. And ladies, don't give him a hard time. If if he isn't able to come to orgasm, remember, you're in this for the long haul. It's not, the orgasm is not the end result. Yeah, I don't think that's, I, I think we look at it as being the end result, but really it isn't. The connection. Is what it should be. Is what it should be about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reason I say ladies don't give him a hard time is because if they are choosing to be intimate with you then give them a break cut them some slack you know and keep in mind that you know the male body can only do so much you know we've joked i think on earlier podcasts tony is an endurance athlete and you know thinks nothing of spending ridiculous amounts of time in my opinion on the saddle of his bicycle you know he's been on there as much as 18 hours in a day and yet I remember the first time when we were doing our 60 days and you said that you couldn't orgasm. I'm thinking, really? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing. I was just surprised that physically you were not able to. I know. And you know, remember on date night, we went to Henry's and they got some natural stuff over there at Henry's we checked out. So uh, we haven't picked any up, but there were a couple that I looked at that I was going, hmm, if we do a seven day challenge or longer again, I may be picking up some of these just to test them out. Tony was thinking about all of the scientific research he could have done during our 60 days. Had he known. For uh, some reason, I just didn't think about it. Well, and I think, I think for us too, I mean, not so much that we were trying to power our way through it during the 60 days, but you know, we, there was sort of that aspect of what can we do on our own, you know, yeah. without using really any type of aids or anything like that. And so, um, you know, again, though, going back to the seven week or seven, seven week, days. seven day challenge, you know, be prepared for your communication to go deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, be prepared for the reality that you cannot be mad about the garbage not going out or the clothes being on the floor, because if you're ticked off about something, it's going to be really, really hard to get in the mood Mm -hmm. Um, on both sides, on both sides. And, you know, you want to be able to come to a place when you're being intimate daily where you are truly present with your spouse. You know, you're not doing the laundry list of, Oh, if only he had done this, if only, you know, if she had done right. this today, it would have made the day so much easier. Talk about those things before you get to the bedroom or the living room or wherever you might be mm-hmm. um, so that they're not an issue. And, and I think you're going to find like we did that, you know, whether it was the 60 days or the seven days, when we really put that concentrated effort in on each other, the communication jumps 
I don't even know how how much you know it's yeah. it's significant. It, it it does. And one thing I want to say though too is challenges will happen. In seven days, you are going to face challenges. And I will tell you the truth. Now that I look back at what we've done, I would say there were times when the devil was right there trying to destroy it. So that way we could not enjoy the intimacy we so desired. And there were little things that, you know, we would stay up late or something would happen. And I, and I just thinking back going, wow, you know, there are so many opportunities in that seven days for us to just give up and say no, especially with us going out to the retreat, driving there, knowing that we were going to be speaking, we were nervous and we were trying to set everything up. I mean, we could have said, ah, you know what? Forget it. Right. But we really just said we're committed to doing this. So I would say, you know, if you do come up upon challenges, realize that our God is awesome and just pray to him daily. Well, and that's that's a huge component. You guys have heard me talk about um, the fact that I pray to get in the mood. I pray during sex. You know what? I did that the other day. Which day? It was probably about a week or so ago. Oh, good for you, little I, multitasking guy. I was. I wasn't really in the mood. And it was one of your nights. I meant to tell you that and I didn't. Well, you obviously got in the mood. I did. I, I did. I mean, I just prayed. I was like, God, I'm not, I'm not in this today. I really am not. And Lord, I, I want to, I want to be present to my wife. She is, it's her night. And I want to, I want to, um, fulfill her desires and I want to be intimate with her here. And I was just praying to God, just going, Lord, get me in the mood. Cause I really am not here today. And it was good. I remember it was a good session. Wow, yeah. that's uh, that's good to hear. Yeah, because we were oh well, it was actually at Henry's the other night when we were talking to the natural food uh, specialist specialist, and I'm not really even sure how we got on the topic of this, but somehow we got on the topic of our sixty days of sex. And well, because I asked her for sexual enhancements. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and she sort of went, well, okay, and, yeah, and and it just happened. That she was Christian mm-hmm. because she started asking us what we are doing and we said we, we have a marriage ministry and it led from there and why do we feel that we have anything to speak about and we started telling her about our 60 days of sex and she was very intrigued. She was an interesting lady. She was awesome. She uh, I dug her. She gave, she gave us a lot to think about and talk about and um, oh my goodness, I forgot where I was going with that story. Reel me back in. I have no clue. Really back in. Anyway, seven days. Yep. Um, you're going to have challenges. Oh, I think that's what it was because she was talking about the challenges in her own marriage. In her own marriage. Yes. And she, she, and she did. And she does. Know, because she was saying, oh, there's no way we could even do that. And, uh, you know, with each, each marriage is unique. For you, maybe, maybe it's not doing seven days. Maybe you're like that, that um, person that emailed Tony and said, you know what? What if we got to four days? Well, you know what? Four days in a row is fantastic. For most couples, that's as much as they have sex in a month. (laughs) And you've done it in four consecutive days. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you do, however you choose to change your marriage by becoming more intimate is going to be good for you and for your spouse. You know, if you say, you know what, we're going to go for seven days, but on the fifth day, you know, we had a situation in our 60 days of sex where Tony got a viral migraine and he was laid out for the next week. You know what? Those five days 
were worth it. Yep. And 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 with seven days, I mean, this is something you can build upon. Mm-hmm. You could be really getting to back back to getting to know each other throughout the month and the last week of the month. This is the challenge. But the three weeks leading up to this is where a lot of that talking is happening and the touches are happening and the acts of service are happening. And maybe there's some gifts and some thank you letters there. That sort of stuff is going on. So you're sort of priming the pump. Courting. Yeah. You're just courting again. Exactly. And maybe it's even a time that you withhold. Mm. That's a good idea. You abstain for those three weeks. And now I'm saying, now I'm just assuming that you're having sex more than once a month here at this point. And, you know, you abstain from that, but you're really courting each other throughout these three weeks, knowing that the last week of the month, you're going to come together and for seven days, you're going to be intimate. Mm -hmm. There, There are many ways that you guys can be intimate and do a challenge. You need to think outside the box and not do what everybody else is doing, but do what feels right for you guys. For Elisa and I, we can go and do a 60 days of sex and challenge ourselves for that because we were at the point where we needed it. We've done the seven days because we we just felt that that, that was a point in our life where we just felt like, hey, we need to do this. But think outside the box. Get into that sandbox where you can talk to each other openly and freely. Mm-hmm. Come up with a plan and put seven days aside where the two of you can be intimate with each other. You know, and for both husbands and wives during that seven days, pay attention to the little changes, you know, spend, spend time putting on a clean shirt. You know, I've said this before, spend time putting on a clean shirt before he walks in the door, give that extra hug or kiss, you know, leave a love note in the briefcase or the lunchbox. Take the time to let your spouse know that they're the priority. Yep. Because if they feel during the day like they're the priority, then being intimate and sexual with you at night or in the morning or in the middle of the day, whenever it works for the two of you, is going to be a natural extension of that. It's not going to be it's not going to be an effort. You're going to be looking forward to it like I was when we had, you know, our first when we first started our 60 days and all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh my gosh, when is he coming home? I can't wait to see him. And you know, he called me. I'm like, do you know what I'm thinking about right now? And he's like, no, what do you think about? I'm like, I'm thinking about having sex with you. And he's like, really? (laughs) Because most of the time it was surprising. That wasn't, those were not phone calls he had had prior to that, but I was having so much fun with him and with what was going on in our marriage. Yeah. And that's, you know, don't look at this as a chore. Don't look at it as a, you know, one more thing on your to-do list. If you decide to do some sort of intimacy challenge, and we're we're definitely suggesting a seven-day week um, because we've seen the benefits mm-hmm. of being able to do it in a short amount of time with long-term benefits, think of it as an adventure. Think of it as this exciting expedition that you're going to go on with your spouse and you don't know where it's going to take you but you're doing it together and there's just so much anticipation in a positive way about what this is going to do for your marriage Mm -hmm. and, and just be really positive about it because it's going to reap long-term benefits for the two of you. And most definitely it has for us. And and we're talking about doing it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before we go to the marriage retreat again this summer Mm -hmm. and hopefully before that, hopefully before that. Oh, that's a new one. 
No. Yes. All right. I I only knew about the one before the marriage retreat. Oh, okay. So I, you must have something else on your mind that I <laughs> that I'm not privy to yet. Um, but for those of you that decide that you want to do a one week challenge, we'd love to hear how it impacts your marriage. You can call us on our caller feedback line, 858-754-9937. And for those of you that might be wondering how to take that next step, or you just, uh, you need a little help. It's like I was telling a friend of mine today, you know, when we don't know how to do something, the best thing that we can do is find a coach to help us, to show us the way. And that's, that's where Tony and I come in. That's right. We are, we are marriage coaches. You know, we'd love to talk to you about where you want to take your marriage. And so you can go to our website, oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can click on the coaching link. There is a box where you can fill in your information for the free 30-minute consultation. Well, there's a link. There's a, a link, link at, the, at the bottom of the page for your 30-minute free consultation. Fill out the form. We'll get that and we'll be in touch with you. And you know, maybe you know somebody that needs coaching in their marriage. We'd love and appreciate the referral as well. So it's, it's all part of developing this community. And I know we say it every week and you will continue to hear us say it every week because you matter to us. Sure do. And we wouldn't be here and still doing this um, three months into it if it wasn't for all of you. Wonderful folks like yourselves. You know, you're you're giving us feedback on Facebook. You're connecting with us on Twitter. You're leaving comments on the blogs and on the podcasts. And all of that as people start to interact with each other, it actually blows my mind how our community is connecting yeah. with one another. And, you know, so we just, we say thank you every week because it's your interaction with us that makes us look forward to recording the next podcast and writing the next blog. It really, it's really important to us. You can always call us on our listener feedback line, the 858-754-9937 number. And you can call that 24-7. It does not ring a phone. It goes directly to voicemail. So never worry. If you're listening to this at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning, pick up your phone, call 858 754 nine nine three seven and let us know what you're thinking we'd love to hear it yeah you can also contact us via email at askalisa at one extraordinary marriage.com or ask tony at one extraordinary marriage.com we want to hear from you if you've got ideas for blogs or podcasts feel free to send them our way we might ask you to write the blog be a guest blog writer for us if you've got a really great idea um we want we want to hear your thoughts uh, and make sure that we're on track with what we're talking about. So thank you for being part of our community. And until next week, love you guys. 